you ever worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd Monday, you know what that means. It is time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things geek. The podcast where we talk about all things nerd. The podcast where we talk about all things pop culture. The podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Because as the show title says, it is all in canon. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. And as always, and happily, I am joined by Phil. Who are you and what have you done with? And Tyler. I I feel I just realized how much I have turned into an old gentleman of leisure since getting property. The point where I realized I'm drinking port from a tulip glass and wearing a cashmere sweater. So <laughs> that is I don't wow. even know what's happening. That's amazing. And, and your volume is all low again. God damn you, oh, it's Tyler. All low. Oh, there Look, you go. Crazy concept talking into mics. Man, oh man, oh man. Well, we are back. Thank you everyone for tuning in, for catching us, for finding us, for giving us a 20th chance, it seems like. But we're back, we're back for good. Um, you know, before we get started, before we get into the business, into the meat and potatoes, into the into the entree, we're going to start with a starter, a little appetizer, and uh, we're going to talk about exactly what happened. So basically, real life happened. Honestly, it's been crazy. Um, I want to thank Phil and Tyler for trying to, uh, you know, continue the show while I was gone. Um, but, you know, Tyler, busy, demolishing things, uh, you know, homeowner, rebuilding stuff, trying to make a life for himself. Phil, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. doesn't matter. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly. I figured out I couldn't do a show alone. <laughs> Phil is like, guys? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I need therapy? Where's my therapy session? I know, right? But uh, yeah, I know. It feels awesome to be back. We've been talking for about the past three weeks about coming back. And, you know, the number one thing that I wanted to do is to make sure that when we do come back, when we did come back, you know, it wouldn't be like an episode here, an episode there. We want to make sure that we deliver content each and every week. So we had a little team meeting yesterday. We decided Monday is going to be our new night to record, our new night to release episodes, um, and we're gonna tr- we're gonna you know we're gonna be powering through through the holidays. We're going to have an awesome Christmas special. If you listen to last year's Christmas special, it's going to be similar to that. We're not doing the 12 days of Christmas because I am not putting myself through lower decks again just yet. And I think the guys can agree and be happy about that because that would be the worst way to come back to this podcast. 
<laughs> I mean, I have heard no one say, wow, glad I stuck with that show. Uh, and I've heard, I, I don't know anyone who watched season one and stuck around for season so, oh my god. I, I know do. a lot of people really? who watched season one and didn't know there was a season two. Sure. I I actually have people that watch season two excitedly. I I, I do they listen to the show? Mind. Do they listen to the show? Some of them, but well, I, I know that they for... know that we don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know they know that I don't like it, so right. Right. <laughs> So we're not doing the 12 Days of Christmas, but we will be doing something with Lower Decks Season 2, probably giving it an upper decker at some point. Um, but the reality is, you know, we will be doing our Christmas show. If you listen to the show last year, it's going to be the same format where we gift each other something to watch. Then we're going to talk about it and just have some booze and some have some fun. Booze, not boobs. Booze. Um, you can have all the boobs you want. I don't care. It really doesn't matter at the end of the day, but that's going to be a Christmas show. Um, and then, you know, we're going to, like I said, we're going to be powering through. We're going to split up the best and the worst of 2021 into two episodes. And that's essentially going to be coming out Christmas and New Year's weekends. And then, you know, right in the new year, we're going to continue. We have some awesome specials, some cool specials we've been planning for a while. We're going to deliver those. We have some interviews lined up. Honestly, I'm super excited, and I'm I'm really excited to be back. I don't know about you guys. Tyler doesn't look too excited right now on cam, but I'm excited. I was, I, I was actually pulling up an Excel file that I was like, all right, we're going to have a fun little, like, uh, uh, teaser because of one of the stories we're apparently doing today. And I was like, I should pull that up and then decide like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I have to focus to pull it up in time. And, you know, in, instead of just like letting me pull it up, we're now here. We've now like gone through this whole rigmarole. You all have seen behind the curtain. You realize how much all of our entire reality is contingent upon Excel files. Yep. Literally. Literally. I don't know what I would do with X without Excel. Use a calculator. That's what I would do. Um, but yeah, just it's just freaking crazy. Uh, Bill. I'm just laughing at this. Like Boris has gone on about boobs, booze. <laughs> what happened? Tyler's in a cardigan, drinking port and getting bagged. And then there's me. I just did. I don't know. What do you want to know? What have I, I, been up to? I was literally going to going to you and say, "Hey, Phil, what have you been up to the past few months?" Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV, a lot of movies, um, and playing a lot of video games. Right. Like honestly, this has been—I know for some people, maybe it's a sleeper season or exciting season. I don't know. There's Battlefield and there's Call of Duty, and we all know that Mister Phil doesn't play those games, but. I had a nice for uh Forza or Forza Horizon 5 release. I, you know, got surprised with some Halo Infinite so I can see new ways that 343 is now ruining Halo. But actually no, it's it it plays like Halo multiplayer should play, I guess. Yep. It's basically, you know, ticking the bar of meeting certain criteria for video games, but 
but yeah, but beyond that, I've been exploring a lot of Game Pass and playing my PS5. Yeah, very nice. Just want to say. Yeah, we're going to talk about PS5 in a second, so we'll put a, put a pin on that. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I'll definitely recommend that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy video game might be one of the best things I've ever played. Yeah, you were really enjoying that one, like really enjoying it. It's- I really enjoyed the storyline. I thought I thought the gameplay was uh, mm. like only, I thought it was one of the easiest games I've ever. Played. Yeah, I, I, it's not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. There are things, mechanics in it that I do not in enjoy at all but i enjoyed the entertainment value that it brought me there's i can only speak for me the writing the 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 delivery the the whole aspect of the guardians of the galaxy in this type of light was a game changer for me i enjoyed it and i had to like stop myself from overindulging in it i still haven't finished it because i just play it for little bits at a time until i get annoyed right but I'll oh, say yeah, good I finished things. It, already. Mm. it 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 is one of the cleverest. I'm not saying best. I'm saying cleverest for a reason. It's one of the cleverest endings I've ever yeah, I've seen nice. in the game. And- Very mm. nice. What's interesting is that it. I haven't played it just yet. I'm gonna play it probably in uh, this little break that I have. But what I've heard. And you guys can, you know, can can squash this. And that's essentially, um, Avengers was like kind of like a test pool. Like a beta version of them just getting used to shit. And Guardians of the Galaxy was like the actual first game that Square Enix released in the Marvel titles. I mean, I I think that's a fun little conspiracy theory, but... Looking at server costs alone for Avengers. Like. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, exactly. I'll put it this way. The Avengers video game uh, was made by Square Enix, yes, but I forget which studio. What was it? Crystal Dynamic? or I don't know what studio of Square Enix. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Eidos, Eidos Montreal, who did... The um, Deus Ex games in the past. Yep. They did the Guardians of the Galaxy. I can say between the two studios, the EDOS Montreal studio got it right. Put it that way. I can see exactly what you're saying about the whole concept that it's, it, 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 that is a conspiracy theory, in my opinion. I think that they gave two I'm not studios saying, equal. I'm not saying that this was a deliberate thing. Like No, a, but like, I could. But there was the things that. I can see how people would arrive at that because Avengers didn't work. It didn't feel good. Guardians of the Galaxy does. So it would be easy to draw that. I don't know that the whole idea that one was a beta for the other, but I think they were made in vacuums. But yeah. I mean, I would argue that it's almost blatantly apparent how much those two teams did not talk to. Yeah, because there's no gameplay dynamic crossover. Not even that. Like, um, how, how it felt very much like the team who made Avengers was trying to recapture the MCU movie, right? Whereas the team that made Guardians 
you know, fucking put on an 80s playlist, drank a bunch of Tab, read a bunch of Guardians comics, and then we're like, all right, let's take the greatest hits of Guardian history. Yeah. As well, I'm going to give it strong points for reminding me of Mass Effect. Because it has that gameplay dynamic of being able to choose things. And one of the things I was telling Boris early on about, and no spoilers or anything, but there is a point in the game at which you can choose to sell one character or sell the other character. And in my game, I changed my mind over what I had announced to my team, and I did a swap and sold one of the characters that I didn't think I was going to sell. And then I saw an online thing. I got stuck on something and I watched a video online and they did the other storyline and it was completely different. Now I get where they're going to end in the same spot. Like I get that there's a dynamic of the overarching story isn't really affected, but it really impressed me that early on in the game that there was such drastic gameplay consequences. Yeah. And story consequences. And I like the story much better on you're going to sell you know, the first character you were going to sell. Yeah. So you have to sell either Groot or, or Rocket. Right. Um, yeah, you, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, it, it does change that. I can say it changes either half of a chapter or an entire chapter. Um, right. And it is what it is at that point, right? It is what it is at that yeah. point. You just I live mean, with I it. Wish, I wish more games were brave enough. To be like, yeah, we're just going to lock you out of a ton of content, if, depending on the right? Because it feels like a lot of games just are... Cyberpunk did that. Yeah. Hmm? Cyberpunk did that. Yes. Well, it's one of the things I think Cyberpunk did decently well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like if we're going to go into that world, uh, part of the issue there was it was not always... It was often very poorly signposted if and when those decisions were coming yes. up. And it didn't... <laughs> it felt a little bit like... Um, was it Dragon Age 2? Where, like, you could you could have, like... Your response would be like, no. And it'd be like, the person would freak out. And you're like, whoa, that is not what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I think so. That's the one thing that got me once with cyberpunk that's i'm doing the main story and doing the main story doing the main story then i realize oh shit i just got locked out of like a third of the side quests i'm like motherfuckers well yes that is a separate like major issue cyberpunk they create like it is ostensibly a ticking clock Mm. that that you're supposed to ignore which is always like that's as that's always a gameplay flaw and you have it yeah, <laughs> yeah, and to your point though, I do like the bravery shown even by Cyberpunk, yeah. right? Like for for making that choice and yeah. putting you as a player in that position. But I'd rather take a twenty-hour game that's replayable than give me a sixty-hour game that takes away choice. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd rather play that content again and go. I want to revisit this game in four months. And I'm going to play the crap out of it again. And I'm going to choose everything that I didn't choose. Yeah. If in the other playthrough. Because that was the issue I had with Biomune. Is that game gets long and quickly. 
but like one of the first decisions you make in the game like locks out half of the game oof wow. woof to that and it's very much like it, and it's kind of disappointing because it's also a little bit of like are you going to take the goody two shoes route or the evil route it's like right Talking we all about, chose evil, right? Yeah, I always choose evil. Talk, <laughs> funny enough, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show or even to you guys, um, and I'm not trying to make light of this, but it kind of made me laugh. Um, you know, when you get to the point where you have to, like, you know, make some very important decisions in the game, and the game can abruptly end because your character can off themselves. Sure. <laughs> or or the, bre- the the breath of fire endings. Yes. Now, breath of fire. It's like no, I don't want to fight the final boss. And it's like all right, the world ends. Cool. Anyways, have a good night. Exactly. So, <laughs> it. I, I had like a real dilemma, ending. guys. I had a real dilemma with my choices because I feel like my choices in 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 the way I played Cyberpunk was very similar to how I would like live my life. Okay. Now, I ended up often myself, and I'm like. Wow, I did not intend to do this. I literally went with the decisions that felt right in my mind. I think I need therapy. That's a I that's mean, a signpost. Maybe. Maybe. Oh maybe. my gosh. I, mean, I think everyone needs therapy. Every oh, car yeah, needs oil point. change. Everyone needs therapy. Yeah. Oh man. But it's they, funny that video games do that. Like that's that's I haven't played through all of Cyberpunk because I played a lot of the beginning bits and I replayed it and I tried it on different platforms and then I made a decision that I was going to wait until the next gen version comes out, which it still hasn't. So I'm like, all right, well, it's going to when I get to it, it's going to be great. In 2032, you're in a way of like all the DLC. It is finally going to be what was advertised. I will finally sell my stock in the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. But it was so funny, though. Last night, I was playing Horizon 5 with yeah. my crew. And the list of bugs that we have puts Playground Studios to shame right now. They launched a really good game the other week uh, with uh, Forza 5. But... I got to say, man, there's a ton of bugs like our daily double points aren't accumulating. Uh, it took two weeks what? for Hold one on. of my barn points to come is in. Is it getting right? Yeah, the math isn't oh right. Oh, my God. That's my favorite when that happened. Yeah. And 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 they get all of the, the challenges wrong. Mm. They tell you that you have to use a certain type of car and win the race. But then we found out you actually have to come in second and then you'll get the perk. We'll we'll proc. And stuff like that. So we're finding like tons of bugs like that. And it's just, it's just so maddening. Cause like last night I still didn't have my Ferrari, the 14th barn find. And it was wanting to charge me $32 million in game money to advance the, the push on it. And this has been two freaking weeks. I've been waiting for this thing. Every other one procced in a day. And it's just weird stuff like that, that I'm like, I'm not, not playing the game like i got early access for five days just because i bought the version that gives me that and i played the crap out of it yeah i finished the game i've done every single story mission i've done every single uh every unlock every single thing 
in the game. I'm pl- literally playing the weekly challenges in the seasonal stuff now. Yep. Well, there you and go. I, I even joined another community based on it with Waz News. So oh, I'm there doing you the old Patreon thing, man. Woo. Fucking Patreon. Mind you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Phil? Anything else going on? Oh, go watch Cowboy Bebop. Or don't, Rock. Or don't. You do you do you. Or don't. You do you. You might enjoy it. I did. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure I, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it in a little bit. All right, Tyler, what's going on? What's going on in the life of Tyler? How's the East Coast, the right coast treating you? I mean so today was the day that it became official we were on the East Coast. People don't know the East Coast of Canada is notorious for being rainy. Yep. So it has mm. been raining. It's about 10 p.m. last night. Oof. It's just, it's just been raining. Uh, I mean, our house is heated by, like, a wood stove that's in the basement. So I'm, like, nice and warm and a good time. But it is... Other than that, uh, it's going pretty good. I got a Kickstarter on right now that is doing its best. We didn't, you know, I would have been not doing as well as some of the initial numbers suggested, not doing as well as the marketing suggested, but we funded, and we're going to keep on keeping on. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Anything else you want Why to talk about? Why don't you tell us about that Kickstarter, Tyler? Tell about the Kickstarter. It is a supplement for the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons called Oodles of Oozes, where it's all the goddamn oozes you could ever want in your Dungeons & Dragons game. Uh, we have stuff like uh, multi-stage boss battles, which are not like a natural 5e, but we design... There's going to be two or three in the final manuscript. The third one is having significant problems in testing, and I have other stuff to put in instead. So we'll see if the three, third one gets in there. But like, you remember old video games where you had like phases to the boss battle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have brought those back, because why wouldn't you? Um, right. And there's super fun. There's a whack ton of magic items, a whack ton of like different monsters uh, with a specific eye to making sure that as few of them are possible as possible are ones where it's let's run up to each other and hit each other with objects just until one of our hit points is zero. And instead, there's like derpy stuff happening. Right. One mm-hmm. of my favorites is uh, a slime that hangs out at the top of ceilings of rooms and you walk in it just drops down and it tries to just engulf your head around you. Mm. So like that is a bigger challenge for players to deal with than this orc is going to stab me. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I can and see that. What you you go to Kickstarter to find this what do you have to search a criteria just the oodles of oozes? Search, search oodles of oozes. Kickstarter is a little bit derpy to use for its search and discovery. People are finding it, but how you find stuff on Kickstarter is a little bit of a black box. Like a lot of things, there's an algorithm. They aren't telling us entirely how it works. Yep. That's uh, one of the perks of Kickstarter. Algorithm. Facebook, Twitter. Who's to say? Just get oh. side eyed by Boris. <laughs> no. No, no, oh. no. No. Not at all. Not at all. 
Uh, I, I mean, thought the Al Gore's the Al Gore's rhythm was was enough to screw it up. No, not at all. Damn. <sighs> this is day one. How annoyed could it get right now? Famous sure You're happy to be here. Exactly. I'm very happy to be here. Though, having oh. said that, my shoulder's hurting like a motherfucker right now. Have I... you considered painkiller? Yeah, I have. But you that's considered... a slippery slope. So, for those wondering, I have two fractures on my shoulder and a torn rotator cuff. Not sure what the remedy is going to be. Not sure if it's going to be surgery just yet. Don't really know what the next steps are, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Sucks, yeah. Man. He's not like he doesn't have a um a sling or anything on. No. Nope. There's no, no cast. No. Nope. And uh. and for the audience who may not know, especially if you're from overseas, he's in Ontario, which is Sure as heck trying to pretend it's not in the fourth wave. Yes, exactly. Numbers are going up. Hospitals are like, I we might not be able to take people. Yep. And the government is like, that's fine. Open up. Yep, exactly. It's ridiculous right now. It's ridiculous right now here. Um, But yeah, it's funny because even last week when I went to get like sit down with the doctor and listen to all the results, they're like, you know, you should be in a lot more pain than than this because um, mm. then they like you know with, with with two fractures and a tear it's like what the what the what the f and honestly i can honestly say i have no idea how this happened and this isn't like uh you know a drunken night and i fell or something like i legitimately i am i did not do that i have no idea how this happened it just happened and it's a shoulder though that i've had injured so many times so it's just like wear and tear okay. probably Gonna but, say, so is it just like you sleep on no, or what happened? Who knows? Honestly, for all that I know, that's exactly what it was. But I don't know because I, I I typically don't sleep on my side. But you never know. Like I've been sleeping so badly the past several months that literally anything could have happened. But yeah, so that's that. Um, but yeah, no. Aside from that, honestly, everything is going fairly well. It's been super busy. Um, the good thing is is that I am pretty much off of work until January. Super excited about that. Get to catch up on, like, you know, my stories, my reality TV, my video games, my movies. What of you, Phil? Yeah, my reality TV. I, I haven't finished watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season. I'm still in the middle. I'm a few episodes behind on Vanderpump Rules. Still keeping up to date with my Below Deck. Below decks, that's the one. Oh. And you're ripping on lower decks and you watch a reality yeah. show called Below Decks. Come it's on. Below decks, fucking yachties. Oh. Shut up. It's real stuff. Oh. Not this fake nerd shit. Wait. Like for real. I don't I don't know what below decks is. This isn't this isn't a bit. No. Is, is no. this just no. like this is the staff of yachts yes. and famous assholes are on them? Yeah. Okay. So my trivia team. Not the trivia team I have now. The previous one before I moved, we had a yachty, a former yachty. Amazing. And like the story. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. stories. Apparently, like having a rave with Scarlett Johansson, just like weird shit. Yep. 
that's wow. pretty much it. That's honestly, yeah, and and that's the stuff that they show you on this show. It's uh, they take a super yacht and it's uh, oh, it's one a super, season. Not even a yacht, like a super. Yeah, super yacht. So it's sixteen weeks, about give or take, um, and uh, yeah, sorry, six weeks, and it's just yeah. That makes a lot more sense. I'm yeah. like sixteen weeks means someone's getting murdered. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, they, I, I don't think they could. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, being out on sea. <laughs> For 16 weeks, can you imagine? No, six weeks. 16, 16 weeks. Don't go to the poop deck. <laughs> Pretty much six weeks. And the shit that they get up to. It's just, it's, 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 it's the worst of the worst of the worst of reality TV. And that's why I love every oh second God. of it. He just Googled it. Yeah, he did. Well, I'm on the IMDb and I'm like, <laughs> so many blonde white people. Well, why do you think I like this show? Well, now I understand why I'm, I'm on the podcast. So many blonde white <laughs> No, like seriously, it's like, you know, white, 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 white. I saw a commercial and that was enough for me. I saw one commercial and I'm like, God damn it, it's not fake. The only person who's not white is the chef. Yep. So, I mean, they're doing something right. Like, look. Oh man, that's bad. Nah, this season, this season, there's a lot of diversity. But yeah, it's taken us a little while to get here. But yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. What I'm gonna be doing over the next six weeks or so, seven weeks. I don't even know how long exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot to catch up on. Um, but yeah, honestly, it feels awesome to be back, and we will be continuing. Um, you know, one one show a week for now, and we'll see where this takes us. But uh, let's talk about some stuff. I kind of want to use today kind of like as a catch-up. Because there's some hefty, um, you know, bits of, of things that I really want to talk about. Um, you know, so I think number one thing I want to talk about is the MCU. MCU right now is absolutely insane. Um, you know, from the ending of Loki to the Eternals being released um, to Hawkeye being released this Wednesday on Disney Plus. I'm really looking forward to Hawkeye. I don't know about you guys. I'm potentially excited. Phil, I, I, I'm indifferent to it. I'm looking forward to being impressed, but. <laughs> If they can do it, like, honestly, Falcon and Winter Soldier, the base level was pretty low on that. Um, WandaVision impressed me, but again, I didn't know what to expect. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I kind of knew what to expect, and it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. But it was still enjoyable. Um, Loki overachieved for me. Hawkeye, mm -hmm. I have zero. I don't care about the character. So I'm looking forward to maybe caring about the character or the character's replacement or whatever the story is going to be about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just like, I, like I, the, I, I don't like it's Christmas and it's in Christmas. I don't like that when shows do that because now every year, every freaking person's going to be like, hi, hey, you know, what? Hawkeye's a Christmas movie, just like Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And, and then we got to go down that. What's that? And Home Alone. And Home Alone. Exactly. Which Think about it. You can pull out the Christmas, and only the last scene of that movie really changes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, and, but even Boris did it last year in the Christmas special. Batman Returns, right? 
I loved it because I forgot that it was a Christmas time movie. But it puts it into a niche now where I feel like this year I gotta watch fucking Batman Returns because it's Christmas. <laughs> like, I Man, hate you that gotten, you got really surly on the on this little time off on this hiatus, Phil. All I've had to do is had time to get angry, but <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, no, yeah. it's just one of those things. I saw it. It's got Christmas music. It's got the trees. It's got all that stuff. And I'm like, it's it's just, it's it's like having kids in, in acting. Sometimes it just doesn't work. When it does work, it's, it's great. But Okay. Interesting analogy. Hilarious analogy when you really think about it. Well, you were going to say something, Tyler. I, I don't remember now after being <laughs> like, Kid actors should be murdered. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, fuck kid know. actors. <laughs> no, it's when kid actors are bad, which most of them aren't very good. <laughs> but there are performances that are great by kids sometimes, and those stand out to me. And I go, that kid did a good job, man. Like, that kid's really got chops to act. Same can be right? said about the adults. Good ones are good. The good ones are good. The kids, well, the same as with bad actors, too, I guess. But I just find that, when when casting kids in movies, sometimes it's all based on their look and not their abilities. Feels like Hayden Christensen deserved everything he got. Exactly. That's that's all I'm thinking about. Although, to reinforce Phil's point for a moment, y'all need to watch Newsies. Because I just recently got reminded that Newsies exists and no one is capable of performing what they're asked to in that movie. And it is a delight as a result. I love Newsies. Actually, do you know who absolutely adores Newsies? It is his favorite thing in the world. Kevin O'Leary, the guy who writes our theme song. Oh, nice. I mean, look, Christian Bale, as a very young man, I don't know if he's legally an adult or not in that movie. His character's not, but I don't know if he's 18 or not. Is asked to sing and dance in an American accent. Yep. And God damn it, does he show up. Yeah. Yeah. Newsies. Newsies. Was unionized. We went from Hawkeye to Newsies. <laughs> We're well, back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We are back. We're officially back. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. So, so, so Phil, tell, tell us how else you hate children. No, I love kids. I just well, I don't love love kids. I just, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying. This here. is Exhibit A. Perfect yes. reference. I will say this: out of your list of Marvel achievements in the time that we've been off, we have not talked about Shang Chi. Yep, I was going to talk about that. That excellent because that that was a way better movie than I thought it was going to be. Which one? Shang Chi. Oh yes. That's that I thought was, it was a really solid movie. Me, yeah, I thought it was great. Like I, we've been doing the, our whole little. Um, we have a Plex server with my friends, and watching Wink. movies. Yeah, but but I do have Disney Plus, so I did watch it in 4K. But we watched another movie too, and I'm just like, I kind of like Shang Chi better because wait, wait, Shang Chi. What's what's the other was, movie? I got to think about it now. Turtles. I'm watching so many. Eternals? Did you watch Eternals? No, Eternals, no, no. Tyler, did you watch Eternals? Oh, yet? the new James Bond movie. The new no, James Oh, that James was Bond. bad. Really? I liked it. But my friends liked it better than Shang-Chi. And I'm like, no, Shang-Chi was a better movie. Interesting. But, I haven't seen it just yet, so. 
I have zero. I have zero uh, stake in this game. It divulged from the traditional James Bond. Well, the in- I know how it ends, so you guys don't have to. You know, well, other people might. I don't give a shit I, about I other don't people. Want to ruin right now. It. My my biggest thing is even that. My biggest thing, like I am very fine with that end. Okay. Except, like I don't give a shit. I think that's a great way to end a run. That yeah. like oh moi. My issue is how much that earlier in this run, we were very grounded. Mm. Number one. Number two, we also went from being an iconic character, which most James Bond movies, he's an iconic character, which means that basically like the previous plot is really not relevant. He doesn't go through an ongoing arc between multiple stories. He probably doesn't even really change this story very much. He just does the thing. That's an iconic. Yeah. And a serial character is like where you change and grow over the thing. And like all of the Daniel Craig movies are one story. And if you're going to make that change, you need to lean into certain conventions with that. And part of that means is like you can't all of a sudden have nanotechnology that is 50 years beyond anything we're close to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, my rebuttal to that, well, aside from your very astute observation about storytelling and whatnot, but it's James Bond. Like, there's a dude with, like, metal teeth in the 60s. But, like, what? No. It, but we, it's but we it's said. always been fantastic. There's always been fantastic villains and situations. Not since we did Daniel Craig. Oh, without Dan- okay, Daniel Craig was no, a very grounded uh, series yeah. of movies. In that yeah. in that point, you're you are correct, but yeah. I I my, didn't find that a transgression that I'm. Oh yeah, my my, me. my issue is the is the combination of we're going to do very serious and grounded. We're going to do very tied to reality for the most part. We're still going to have larger than life characters, but we're not doing an invisible car that can do flips. Fair enough. And then suddenly they were like, oh, by the way, now. Magic nanotechnology. Right. So they yeah. essentially went the, uh, the, 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 um, yeah, doesn't matter. Well, they needed, uh, they needed, um, a story device and they went a little bit overboard. What? Uh, I'll, I'll concede that. But at the end of it, it didn't change my enjoyment of it because of the journey and just the way that you ended a James Bond series. That's new, and I think that that's what most of the James Bond fans that I've run into are most happy about, that there is finality in it, and yeah. the change was embraced during it, and that's what this movie, because, like, if you don't know, there's a point at which you meet the female James Bond, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe, who knows if it is going forward, but we have this you know, officially transmutable and the whole idea that that at least was opened in the series where they're like, hey, guess what? James Bond or 007 can be a woman, too. Right. You know, yeah. it's it's not this club and stuff like that. So and by goodness, it's a black woman. You know what right. I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff that that the James Bond people are celebrating from what I've seen. Where well, they're like, hey, this is different. Yeah. And then the Nazis and Steven Crowder and shit had a conniption fit. They were like insane racist shit happened. It's like yeah. when they were talking about Donald Glover being Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Right? He went 
Or I, I mean, I remember people freaked out at Idris Elba being Heimdall. Yep. I remember that too. I remember that too. Oh. I remember the days when the world was young. And- <laughs> yeah. And everybody was blonde and white. <laughs> That's why Boris watching Yachty's again. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm... Um, hey, I'm not touching that one right now. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Shang-Chi, uh, no, good movie. Not, oh, I also love the... Um, in Shang-Chi, the commitment to doing and continuing sub multi-movie subplots yes. for oh, minor yeah. characters that give them interesting and compelling arcs. Yeah. It redeemed an Iron Man movie, my goodness. I mean, that was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought that was a brilliant continuation. I agree. Um, I I also enjoyed uh, Wong's continuing adventures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same. And I I mean I don't know I I'm apparently in the minority of this, but I think that they are like committing to Aquafina and Simu Liu's characters not being an item. Mm-hmm. Like they're committed to that not being a romance down yeah. the road. Yep, and I really hope they stick to that because I just like we don't it not. It doesn't always have to happen. Yeah, they can just be friends. Yep, exactly. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I agree well, with that. Guess what? I look forward to seeing at some point in the Mar- in the MCU the return of Modok, just so Boris can be redeemed. <sighs> Modok on screen. No, that's no. <laughs> um, in less than a month. We're getting another MCU movie in the theater. That's Spider-Man Far From Home. Two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Four we weeks. got another trailer. We got another trailer last week. No Way Home. Baby. No Way Home. Sorry. I always, I always, get, I always get these homes um, confused. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. Yes. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, but We're yeah, Spider-Man No Way Sherlock Home. Holmes. Yeah. Um, Phil, initial thoughts. What are you thinking going into this movie? I won't be going into it in the theater, uh, but anyhow, uh, <laughs> I will say that I'm excited to see it because I think the other two were fantastic for my money. I enjoyed right. them a lot. Um, I find it interesting to see all the chatter about from Tom Holland that this is the last time he's going to play Spider-Man, that you shouldn't be playing Spider-Man when you're over 30. And I'm just like, wow, you know, he was, I thought he was a kid who could act. <laughs> Apparently he's a dude. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, if you see him in other, he's separately an insanely talented actor. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing him in Uncharted, but just because that looks like an abomination from hell, but maybe it works. I don't know. Maybe but maybe Spider-Man. One you don't watch sober. What's that? Maybe the one you don't watch sober. Yeah. That might be, that might be, but I, I, I really like, the story arcs that are going on in Spider-Man. And yeah, I look forward to seeing how this, I'm assuming there's going to be resolution. The Sinister Six is in it. We've got the drawback to, you know, people are saying Tobey Maguire and Garfield and all this stuff are in it. So I know everybody's on this path of denial right now and we don't know until we see it. Do we want to do spoilers for the previous Venom movie? Yeah, let's talk about that. Because that the previous Venom movie ends presumably during the spell. Yeah. Because mm. the after credits is 
the Venom symbiote talking about different universes. Yep. And then they like, oh my, I'm brainfarting the specifics of it. Yeah, because they're basically like, they see Spider Man and Venom's like, we got to get that kid. Yeah. 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 Because they're kind of in, on vacation doing their thing. Yeah. T- watching TV and boom, that's when uh, they're like, they see J. Jonah Jameson's message from the last movie. And he's like, oh, this kid looks looks like a good meal type thing. Yeah. Has anyone seen Venom 2? That's yep. what we're talking about. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about. That's how Venom I thought, 2 I thought you were That's talking about the original Venom. Venom no. 2. Okay. Which, Interesting. which was the big surprise because it implies Venom 1 and Venom. Like, I mean, this is what this is what very easily happens when you get multiverses and multiple dimensions and shit is just everything's canon now. Yeah. We have fulfilled the yeah. name of the show. Everything is that St. Elmo's... No, St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere. Every single show is St. Elsewhere. We are all the dreams of a child. Yep. St. Elmo's. <laughs> You're going to say St. Elmo's, Elmo's Fire. Fire. Also a thing. Yeah. That's a, that is a wild movie. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, but St. <laughs> Elsewhere. Yeah, that's... Uh, but, you know, it's it's to me, I find it hilarious, scary, funny, humorous that me, you... Kyle used to uh, de- have this debate about whether um, the MCU or DC Extended Universe would have the balls to jump into the multiverse. Just because at that time, in 2015, 2016, it was such a foreign concept for the regular non-comic book reader. I mean, I would argue the Flash TV show made it so everyone could. Right, because they did yeah. that, and they had a huge loss of audience. But like, it was like the 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 bag of chips was open, and it was easier for everyone else to do it after that because we also now have the new Matrix movie, which really seems like it might be doing similar, yeah, like yeah. with what those trailers are showing. I was gonna. That was gonna be something we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the Matrix next, actually. So let's just jump into that. Um, Matrix looks very interesting. Like you know, it's it's very, very much like it's it's it's, you know, they essentially uh, at the end of the original trailer you said that like you know this is just a repetition. This keeps happening, and we're kind of seeing that at this point. Um, I, I forget well, what. Go ahead. The end of three officially was supposed to be the end of. The- that was it. That was it. It was supposed to be the end of the cycle. The, it was supposed to be this wasn't end. gonna be continuing to go anymore. Yeah. Um, right. But I mean, since then, we've also had the revelation of like the original concept was never human batteries. That never made any goddamn sense. Yeah. That was always stupid. And then there was the other revelation of it works really well if the entire first three movies they still have not gotten out of the matrix. Yeah. Right. It's, okay. just, it's just layered. It's just like, there are multiple layers down and he's like, yeah, you got up another level. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You have to keep going up kind of thing, yeah. which Mary Mac get us back into it. And then you get back into wonderful Buddhism and what it started with. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to touch on the whole Buddhism stuff of like, you know, the, and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, for me, I'm excited. <laughs> Cautiously excited, I should say, about this uh, new Matrix movie. It, it's going to be one or one way or the other. Either going to be pretty good or it's going to suck. Yeah. And I, I don't so. know. I, I don't know where to put my money because I, 
I was okay with the original trilogy because at the time that was true uh, originality in that space. Yeah. yeah. Like just with the special effects and the storytelling, especially in the first movie defied so much conventional stuff. Like when you think of a 1999 movie, that movie stands out. It's also one of the marker. last movies that people went into blind. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't and, really remember that, but like the marketing campaign was like, what is the matrix? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like that was exactly. And, and like the second movie had chops for me. The third movie fell yeah. a little bit, but only because it wasn't in the matrix as much. You know what I mean? And that's as a younger person, that's where I wanted to see the movie was I want to see Neo with superpowers. That's that's the payoff for me. When I plunk down my money and I go for two hours, don't tell me that he's going to be walking around blind for half the movie. You know what I mean? Like that that just really was just like, oh, his struggle is really getting me down. But then I came to appreciate the deeper stuff that was going on there. But mm-hmm. you're right. The battery stuff was always weak. Um, there's obviously a lot of stuff like it sounds very much like Inception, what you're describing here, where. It's like, oh, you wake up out of a out of another dream, out of another dream type thing. We can just layer you deeper and deeper into this. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting seeing Lawrence Fishburne recast as a younger guy. We don't Who know if that's actually what... recasting. What's that? We don't know if that's recasting or a new character. Oh yeah, we don't know. That's a speculation. Fair enough. But the other I mean, there's a bunch of weird questions that are gonna come up and be addressed at some point. But as someone who got like deep into the Matrix lore, yeah. like you gotta remember there were like four video games that are technically all canon. Yep. Exactly. And one of them, one of them had like deleted scenes and like, like, like not even like in engine, like deleted footage yep. from the second matrix movie and the third. And also had like the same, it would have been like a different camera angle of the same shot. Was that the MMORPG? No, that was no, like the, the PS2. The one the Jada Pinkett Smith's oh, character. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It was I a great game. It was a great game. With the one with Niobe. I yeah. beta tested the MMORPG. What the MMO canonically is where Morpheus killed. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't finish it or anything. I just did a lot of work. But he went longer than I think anyone kind of thought or realized it did. Cause it got like eight seasons or something, didn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I stopped. Like Boris and I used to go around chewing up MMORPGs all the time. If we were famous for like shadow quitting it on the same weekend, yep, without even telling each other, like I'm yep. done with Star Wars. Me too. Done. Funny. <laughs> Economy screwed. <laughs> Funny. Can you believe, Phil? That game is ten years old now. I know. I actually went back into it recently. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be back here. Yep. December 20th, 2011. Oh man. What have I done in the past decade? It's like one of my nieces plays World of Warcraft. And I'm like, that was like literally 15 years of my life. No. (laughs) She's describing these places. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Nope. Don't want to go back. (laughs) You were like, I was there. Yeah, you know how they rebooted it last year? That was me first year. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, I've they opened the gates. <laughs> exactly. I have been to Iron Keep. Don't worry. <laughs> I've seen things you people would never imagine. Yep. But it, it's so funny because she plays on the on the other side. 
and I'm like, wow, you know, it was always there's more people playing over on the orc side or whatever the hell it was. I forget orc. the name of it. Yeah, and I'm like, Bucking yeah, I was, I was, a, I was. A you dwarf. know what I'm gonna do though? What are you gonna what? do? We're gonna be seeing Matrix in theater. Oh, good, nice. Do you want to know why? why? So many new cases there were in in my region of Nova Scotia. This <laughs> three. One motherfuckers. God damn it! You see, eleven. No, it was it was eleven today for the entire province. Crazy. We're in the seven hundreds, man. It's just freaking us out. <laughs> well, I mean, me I out. have in-laws who are going to Nevada in January because that's Oof. where they're having their wedding, and it's like, hey, Nevada has like a hundred thousand new cases a day, yep. and has like a population of three million. Oh man. Yep. Crazy. I, I, I just found out that somebody at, at my place of regular employment, uh, the mm. reason why he was missing for the past three weeks, and he lives on another continent, that uh, he caught it. And it sounded like a not good time. So yep. it's bad out there still. Yeah. Really bad. Really, really bad. Um, but yeah. All right. So Toxic Matrix. All right. We're going to open up the can of worms, the proverbial can of worms. Talks of MCU, MCU, kind of looking forward to Hawkeye, it seems like. We will be talking about Hawkeye next week's episode. Uh, their Wednesday releases makes it very interesting, so spoiler mm-hmm. galore, I'm saying that right now. Uh, yeah, okay. we'll be so late in the news cycle. Yep. All right. Star Wars. Tons Ugh. and tons and tons of Star Wars news. Phil, where should we start Oh, let's start at the ugly nugget that all the geekdom is talking about, and that the cancellation is of movies. Kathleen, no, Kathleen Kennedy has been renewed for three <laughs> no more shit she years. Got renewed. What's that? No shit, she got renewed. Of course, she's gonna get renewed. She gets money. <laughs> None of this money. was her fault. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't get at this point. I don't get the fan outrage anymore because well, I mean, it's so easily dispelled when you crack that little idea that somehow Kathleen Kennedy wanted to ruin Star Wars, right? And actually she didn't. Okay. She no, just she cares about it. She cares about it a great deal. And Disney to me just didn't put the right people in the spots that they had to. And that's more yeah. than one person's responsibility. So anyhow, whatever the decisions were, whatever committee made them, thing is is that those movies were successful. Could they be more successful? Maybe. But I don't think you're going to make everybody happy. Yep. I think you need to make changes in Star Wars. And that was one of the things. And she loves it. You know, I mean, as much as everybody wants to bag on her, she greenlit Mandalorian. I mean, one of the other things that, I, that always gets me that no one talks about is like, you know who hired Kathleen Kennedy? George Lucas. George Lucas hired her. Exactly. And she had the vision to put Dave Filoni and John Favreau together because they didn't know each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and to go, Hey, Dave's going to be a good director of live action one day. And I need him to be trained by a guy like John. That's called vision. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, like, like they take even just a moment to like, look into the stuff. Like, like she is, I, I genuinely think one of the people who like, yeah, this is what a producer is supposed to do. Yeah. Because we're in this She's modern era legendary. of, like, a lot of people get producer credits, and it's like, oh, you just, like, this is an ego thing? But they yep. talk... 
she's an, a legend in the industry. Like the movies that she's worked on her whole career yeah. are it's hall of fame. It's hall of fame. Yeah. Whether or not you like rise of Skywalker, whether or not you got a problem with, you know, Jedi, I don't like that's neither here nor there. Unfortunately, she's, she's the boss. Well, I mean, I mean that the other side being like, would you rather that like they just crapped out in, increasingly derivative stories it took a swing mm-hmm. and like uh it didn't land we tried some shit and honestly i mean one of the biggest problems was how much those directors just loathed each other yeah it, you know like the thing that she needs to fix is she needs to be better with her directors especially when it comes to star wars well, in my her track record with directors on these movies, but at the same rate, it worked, right? She's got the standard and the Josh Trank, the, everything like the Lord Miller, the, the Benny Hoff and Weiss, like all these guys all are just the, the body bags laying at the feet of Star Wars directorially mm-hmm. is, is pretty amazing. Patty Jenkins and it's been happening now. through Patty Jenkins now. Yeah, like her Rogue Squadron movie's been uh, shelved, apparently, because of yeah. and Ryan Johnson, even his plan trilogy has been shelved because of quote unquote creative differences. Don't even want to speculate yeah, I, what that could mean. That could mean a whole slew of stuff, right? That could just yeah. be a, a, a scheduling problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the the issue is is that we all knew that was going to happen. Like, well, the, like Ryan Johnson has a is it a three or a four movie deal for nine? Yeah, three. Three. Yeah, so right, like, you know, which, why would he not take the thing that he makes a lot more money on? And it sounds like he enjoys a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed money for him, right? That's what I'm saying, right? Is it's like, would you rather have a bigger slice of a smaller pot? Yeah, exactly. And yes, it'll be easier. And yep. you could be in charge instead of, you know. Taking, you know, and l- let's be honest, like, you know, we've talked about it on this show, like, you know, the, the one thing that I wish Disney would do, um, but, you know, it's kind of like a tit for tat type thing. And it's, 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 you know, kind of allowing directors and creatives to be directors and creatives because now you have this overarching story, whether it be Star Wars, whether it be the MCU, right? That you're kind of stuck in this scope of storytelling. That you can't really get out of because there's a larger story to be told. Again, whether it be Star Wars or the MCU, we're kind of seeing this. We've seen this in more and more in the MCU. We're seeing this now in Star Wars, right? So it's just I think, you're I you're going to find some directors, it. you're going to find some creatives who just don't want to play in that in that playground, and that's fine. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But you're you know out of every you know out of every group of directors and creatives that leave. You're 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 gonna find a Dave Filoni, you're gonna find a, a John Favreau, right? Like you're gonna find these people who just work well in that TV, system. Right? Sorry, what's your yeah, say? Yeah, because or even a YTT, right? Because that yeah. was yeah. one of Marvel's big finds when Marvel started being. And I think that's what Marvel did really well, is they were like, all right, we all have to stick to this meta plot. Yeah, but there's a lot of room to play, and have different genres with plot and i would argue that's one of the problems star wars had was they didn't want to do stuff outside of the star wars genre yeah yep. and 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 that's the thing though right is, is first of all the fans demand star wars be star wars yeah. but secondly now they're realizing that diversity is good and these different storylines can be really good 
And you don't necessarily like even Star Wars Visions showed us that you can go way off the canon path and still have a good time in Star Wars, right? Like that Ronin episode, stuff like that. They've got a book out now for it, which is actually half decent. Um, There's a lot of stuff that's happening in that Star Wars space, but you know, it all goes back to Mandalorian to me going, John Williams doesn't need to design the soundtrack for this. Other people know how to play the recorder in a bathtub too. Uh, But you know, like I'm just saying like, you can make each episode feel differently in a season. So you have your Akira Kurosawa uh, episode, but then you have an episode that celebrates fast, fast action, which the story is serving. The ultimate test for me is, is seeing Rodriguez take on Book of Boba Fett, right? Because I'm like, how well are we going to test this? And that opening trailer looks like, man, this looks like a mob movie. Yeah. Like this... This is not feeling like Star Wars, but in doing that, it's even better than Star Wars because yeah. we're going to go places that I didn't expect Star Wars to go. Well, that and was the still beauty. That was the beauty of Rogue One. You know, that was yeah. the beauty of of those other movies. The, the, the you know in the franchise that just it just and, and and say what you want. Solo did the same, right? Like it was was what it was. I, I liked Solo. I did too. You, you can put that movie on. I'll watch it all day, every day. I just didn't think that they really needed to do it. That's all. I would have. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred something yeah. else. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I mean, Orlando. I would argue that was the failure of Solo. Is Solo very much? You can see it wanted to be like a like a, like a kind of like a fun heist movie thing. Yeah, and then just like it kept getting dragged back to having to be part of the Skywalker. Yeah. That's Everything why. that happened, it would just screech to a stop, and you'd feel it be like, mm. "Yep, honestly." And that is why I'm so happy that now, you know, we have Mandalorian, we have other stuff that really veers away from the Skywalker saga, where you can have fun, you can um, take a look at the galaxy and 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 the different things that are happening, and you don't have to worry about what's happening with the Skywalkers anymore. Like that, that's that's its thing that been there done that and we're over it and then mandalorian brings skywalker in i was i was waiting for you guys (laughs) to say that but like you know yeah i know but that's a light touch in my opinion hopefully to your point right and then yeah hopefully we'll see what happens and as i'm saying this all i'm thinking about is you know the obi-wan show how that is going to touch on the skywalker saga yeah because we're talking darth vader and hayden christensen Yep. They confirmed it. So yep. I I don't know. It looks like it's going to be another Skywalker story. And, you know, they're building that. But also rumored, or at least in the concept art that Disney promoted, I was gonna there is that. the Inquisitor from Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. So that doesn't mean, like, there's a lot of concept art that's done up like originally stormtroopers had lightsabers so don't hang your hat on her being involved but they have pretty much confirmed that inquisitors are a component of of obi-wan so it's uh, there's going to be this inevitable you know ewan mcgregor's hinting at it that he's going to face off against you know hayden at some point i don't know in what capacity but they got to tread carefully now because 
the lightsaber battle in Star Wars was very underwhelming. Here's the thing. Of, I can honestly see because, what it was. you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Phil and Tyler, but the whole point of that duel in A New Hope is the fact that this is the first time that they've faced off against each other since the last time, which was when Darth was, you know, burnt after Crisp. Yeah. Um, I can honestly see them recreating that battle to end the show. Yeah. That's a possibility. Or because of that reason. Not- because of that reason. Because of what you just said a couple minutes ago. Because the um just the action, the intensity, you know, now now lightsaber battles are so different and it just looks so good compared to kind of like that more robotic, you know, first you hit me, then I hit you and blah 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 blah. Right? Like it's now well, it's like it, it's it's more let's face there's more it, technique. In that original- to it. In that original Star Wars movie, David Prowse was pinned into that costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as well, it was a symbolic fight. Yeah. Obi-Wan gave up his life in that battle. Of course. Because he wanted to commune with the Force. My assumption is, is that if you watch Clone Wars, Clone Wars, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn re- visits Yoda from beyond the grave and teaches him how to commune with the Force after you've passed. And then uh, my assumption was always in this Obi-Wan series of shows that that was going to be a component. Yeah. That he's going to learn how to commune because we officially, he doesn't know how to do it or we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's got to, I'm figuring that's a shoehorn. But I, I expect any lightsaber battles to be between him and an Inquisitor mm-hmm. and any confrontation with Hayden wouldn't be as much physical as it would be a mental battle somewhere in the force. Yeah. Like the two of them, just cause now we're talking about Ray and Kylo being able to bump wigglies in the force, right? Like do whatever they do and, and interfere on each other's realities. So now we've got that precedent. So does it extend into this to try and give it more legitimacy? Yeah. within the Star Wars universe. That makes total sense. Absolutely. That makes absolute sense. And again, like, you know, again... Because I, then, I think we get into Hayden outside of the costume. Yes. I think we get into Hayden being more human and trying to display and counter that against the 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 person that is Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Or showing the person that is Darth Vader and getting into that real dilemma. And that's the meat of Star Wars. It's always the redemption, right? It's always... Luke achieving his father's redemption and, and all that kind of stuff. As little kids, that's what we walked away from. You, you, you don't have to give up on everybody. It's worth fighting for. Stuff yeah. like that. Like Those yeah. are the, the cores of Star Wars. Yep, exactly. Um, I, look, it's going to be interesting to kind of see where they go with this, but uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And again, like I know I just said how happy I am that they are moving away from the, from the Skywalker saga, but you know, it is possible to kind of do this Obi-Wan show and touch on it a little bit, but, you know, still introduce new elements, new layers to Star Wars in this show. A show that I'm really looking forward to, though, is Asuka. Yeah. Asuka. Like, that show, to me, right now, like, it, it seems to be a continuation of the story from Rebels, from Clone Wars, from everything before. And we'll see what... Which is an uh, interesting new story. That's not with the Skywalkers. Sorry? 
and it's an interesting news story, not about the Skywalkers. That yeah. too, you know. Um, uh, that won't start production until March 2022. It won't be hitting Disney Plus until spring of 2023, we figure. Yep. Because it is about a year's worth of stuff yeah, around right. photography, around principle. Um, I, I'd say one thing that I'm worried about in all this, in the, this celebration of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Andor, you know, we've got a number of things coming up and Boba Fett is again with all of these maybe Andor is the only new person Ahsoka's been hit like you know hit with fans for a while she's been the dredge of fans for a while too before that but she's been around for a while and we've seen her grow and it's great to see but I'm like at some point you know we're shelving the the Patty Jenkins thing that was an opportunity to introduce new people. Yeah. And that I'm worried about this with Star Wars. It's like, inner geek me. Yeah, I love Boba Fett. I got Boba Fett's mask like three times. I love him. I love him. I loved him as a kid. I love him as an adult. But, and I'm going to love the show. But I'm just like, I talked to my niece about it. She doesn't give a shit about Boba Fett. Right. You know what I mean? Because she's just like, He's only got like seven minutes screen time. Like, you know what I mean? Or three minutes and 42 seconds screen time and six lines. Like, I don't understand you people. <laughs> and I don't want to watch a show about it. And I'm like, that's an audience. For sure. For sure. You know, but you know, Mandalorian was able to to capture quite the audience with, with I'm not saying it's not Boba, Boba Fett, but, you know, it's concepts were there. Grogu, come yeah. on! I know, I know exactly. That's what the I mean. Minute, that's where I, that's where I was going with this. You know, yeah. you can't have these shows. You will be able to introduce new player, new new players in in this game. Yes. Yeah, you have. We you get know. Fennec Shan. You know, to that point. Yeah, you're right. Like there are people riding shotgun in this that could flourish. Yeah, could. We'll see though. But yeah, there's just you know so much happening in Star Wars right now. Um, December 29th, Book of Boba Fett comes out. Really looking forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see what uh, 2022 brings in the world of Star Wars in that galaxy far, far away. I'll be honest, like Disney Disney Day, Disney Plus Day, whatever they called it. I, I, I predominantly walked away looking at social feeds and feeling like Star Wars fans got let down. Oh, please. After last year? Come on. I know. Come on. Like it's kind of funny because I'm like just because they're being more careful with their with their products is because of you guys exactly. Yeah. So you can't be upset when they back away from something because they go, oh, we don't know that the fan base is ready for this. Like yeah. dial it down. Yeah, that's the right call. Exactly. But I'm excited for what is cooked. Yeah. All right. The last thing I want to talk about is video games. We are about a year and a week into the next generation of xbox of playstation phil how's your xbox treating you your xbox series s the thing rocks i made a recommendation to my niece's fiance where i'm like if you had the opportunity to pick up an x or an x i would strongly recommend an x however the s is very good and probably for the same amount of money because you're paying half you can double the storage so for the price of an X, you're getting a 
fairly robust system because as we all know, even with the PS5, it's getting tight in there. Game sizes are huge. Yeah. Forza 5 was 130 gigabytes. Ooh, holy. And counting. Jesus. <laughs> that that's isn't crazy. even the expansions. That's absolutely so, crazy. That's like half of my hard drive on that's the SSD unreal. that's in there. That is unfreaking real. But have you seen in terms of performance on these next-gen games where the S can't keep up? No. Not at all. But that being said, I am really excited if Guardians of the Galaxy ever gets on the Game Pass, even for a month. Because then I can pit it head to head against the PS5. I will say this going back to the PS5, the controller is outstanding. Right. It's still, and the graphics are outstanding. There's a new patch actually for Guardians, Tyler to turn on ray tracing on the PS5. Yeah. I've already beaten it, though, and I'm not going back to it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But when you do, you can advise Wait. as to maybe how much better it is. Yeah. With the Xbox, they... Oh, sorry, guys. They released a new controller. I've got a Horizon controller. It's the first one ever with rubber grips on the handles. Pretty close to the trans flag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's actually see-through. Ooh. Oh my god. We have to tell we have to tell it's it's almost the trans flag and it's the pan flag. The gamers are gonna be pissed. Oh yeah. I think someone did that and on then, purpose. You see, the this is the regular Series X yep. and S controller. It's hard to see on the camera, but they're textured plastic. it's textured plastic. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyhow. Um, they're doing, they're trying, they're playing in that space. They're, they're trying to make their controllers better. Um, I haven't seen the S chug out, but that being said, I don't know what resolution it's doing mm. anymore. Like when, when I'm watching a movie, it's 4k when I'm gaming and the game supports 4k, it shows to me that it's 4k, but I've seen some stuff online where they're like dropping down to like 720. And maybe there's some frame rate issues, but it's Forza 5 has been pretty good. And I'm playing it at 60 frames per second. It seems mm -hmm. to be consistency, consistently highly up there, but some of the draw distances are a bit hampered, but not to the point where you can't play. Yeah. Interesting. If I, if I put my technical hat on. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what are you playing right now? Like what's, uh, what, how's your experience with the PS5 a year in? I mean, I'm still loving it. Uh, I mean, I, I think the biggest complaint I have with the PS5 is one that a lot of people are having of, like, a lot of the stuff I'm excited for keeps getting delayed. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it indefinitely. Like, I, I tore through Guardians really quickly. I really enjoyed that. I love Deathloop. Deathloop, um, yeah. Deathloop was a lot of fun. I thought the writing was actually pretty darn clever. Um, and it was, like, it really rewards you for paying attention. It didn't feel like a next-gen game, but it was just like, this is just a solid game. But yeah, yeah. Returnal still remains the only game that feels next-gen. Um, and honestly, right now, I picked up I picked up The Witcher for PS4, like the, the full one, and I'm playing through that in the PS5 now. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. That's not, not a bad thing there. Oh, no. I just, yeah. Work my way and through. 
there's that yeah you you're bang on about the 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 delays because we've got the new horizon game that's coming out i guess in february next year hopefully that doesn't get pushed apparently and yeah, and then uh, there's that stray game or that cat's game, right? I'm really excited about that. Stray looks really are. interesting. There's What's that? God of War Ragnarok, yeah, which is yeah. late 2022. There's Elden Ring, which I am... like, Given how games have gone recently, mm-hmm. I'm willing to put money on its crap. Yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've heard mixed reviews from the open beta or from the closed Did beta. You, yeah. So I read the Kotaku uh, review of it, and they're like, "Will it change open gate?" I'm like, "No, no." no. But like the open, like the beta area had so much density, and they wouldn't just like put a bunch of stuff in there. And I'm like, "Yeah, they would." That's how every fucking demo of these games works. Yep, exactly. Uh, we also got Forspoken, which I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for that, but that no. one has my attention. Uh, it is mm-hmm. like a lady from our world get sucked into like some sort of grim fucked up and from the little bits we've seen from trailers like it looks like during gameplay you're having like your character at least do like scavenging shit to figure out how to survive and getting some sort of magical yeah it looks gorgeous yeah and there's some other stuff that's like now it's like someday like the new vampire game is back to tbd yeah, and even I think the new Saints Row game got pushed. Yeah, Six you know months. a game should have gotten, should have been pushed. I mean, the Grand Theft them? Auto trilogy. Oh God, that's terrible. There, that's a dumpster fire. That's, yeah, I'm that, hearing horrible yeah. things about that. Like absolutely horrible things about that. Yeah, just like the Nintendo Switch Online expansion. Yeah. So not only is that expensive, but it's crap. Yeah, I was going to actually I was going to message you about that, Phil. I'm going to say I'm not upgrading our plan because we have a family plan. We're brothers. Nice. So we're on the family plan. Yeah. Um, so I'm not touching that upgrade until it's like, you know, those N64 and Sega games are playable. Yeah, mine yeah. actually got me to cancel. I canceled my plan entirely because of. Well, there you go. Hey, do you want to be I, part I'm of my like, family? Do you want to do you want to be my brother too? I don't know how I don't know enough of how the family plans work for that. Right uh, all you have to do is send me your no. email. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> but it's one of those things of like you never. I don't know. You don't want to be like Steam, where it's like, but now we're committed to this. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 really it's the easiest thing ever. Uh, but yeah, cool. so yeah, man, delays. Yeah, your purchases still go to you. Yeah. So you can log in, you can buy whatever game or whatever. You I didn't want to actually buy stuff on Boris's credit card. Boris is like, why are there so many weird <laughs> no, no. indie games? No, it's just like okay. literally just the online. Like it just gives you the online access through nice. a shared account. Oh, awesome. And I think it, like Nintendo's pretty good. They give you like nine slots. Yeah. Well, think about a family, right? Who plays Nintendo? No, totally. Family with a lot of kids, so it kind of makes sense, right? Um, and it's but it's the regular the plan it's is sixty five Canadian a year, fifty five yeah. Canadian a year. Yeah. So. Yeah. And this yeah. new plan, it's garbage. Yeah. So that yeah. So there we go. But yeah, talk going back talking about delays in video games. It's like um, you know we we've talked about this for the past year and a half. This is what's going to happen, and I think that after the Cyberpunk 2077 experience, 
we're going to be seeing a lot more delays and and, and these publishers are not going to give a shit that things are delayed because I think, hopefully, they're going to be a lot more careful about what they release. Look at Halo. Look at Halo. Look at Halo. Having said that, I know that Craig looks good now. Craig looks good. Having said that, I know that there's still going mm-hmm. to be f- major fuck-ups and make some games that are just going to have the, you know, the cyberpunk experience, as we're going to call it, moving forward, right? Like, it's just, but, like, I think publishers are just being incredibly careful at this point. Yeah. Well, it's that whole consumerism thing, too, right? Like, I would even, I, I hesitate to say the cyberpunk thing. It's the the most recently wounded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah wound that we have but you could just call it the Bethsaida thing yeah you know that company has made a career out of releasing tragically broken games and fixing them on the fly I mean I got a meme up right here that's like that's the thing from GTA San Andreas and it's like I caught up in the money the power Yeah, and it's CD Projekt Red, Rockstar, Bethesda EA Sports, all these games launching just broken yeah yeah it's Rockstar's yeah I guess they're the newest Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, God forbid what happens when GTA 6 comes out. <laughs> it won't be coming out. Let's be honest. No, another no, 20 no, years. Happen. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. Oh, there's so many rumors, though. There's so many rumors. It's just crazy, right? I don't like, know. I don't know how they entirely do it, but the 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 Rockstar fan base will obsess over nothing. Yeah. Like, they're almost as bad as the FNAF fan base for just, like, they'll make up their own story. You have to write shit. They'll just write it for you. Yeah. No, 100%. It's... How can you have a video game that you can play on three generations of systems (laughs) and still be released? Legitimately, legitimately, this is, like, a major problem I think we're starting to, like, really butt up against. Mm -hmm. And... It's, I think it's combined with that and combined with sorry to go like a little more topical, but like we're in the middle of like one of the biggest periods of labor unrest yes. in history. Yep. And like frickin' John Deere. John mm. Deere got brought to its knees this week. Yep. Like Yep. Like and and like in, in my industry, tabletop RPG a tabletop RPG company, the game designers unionized. That's crazy. Like, it's like, she's on the move. And like, I don't know. I, I, the, the video game industry is is bananas large, right? Like it makes more money than movies. Yep, exactly. It's, it's the biggest form of entertainment in the world, period. And where that money's going is so fucked up most of the time. Yep. Right? Like if you're the Stardew Valley guy, where I think it's him. It's just like, you know, you basically made this entire game yourself. You get every goddamn dollar. I'm not mad at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's when it's like your CD Projekt Red where developers are like dying. Like they're killing themselves and management is bringing home half a mil. Oh, let's not even touch Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard's a whole separate. That's been a disgusting show to watch from the side been crazy. sidelines. Like it's, it's to the point now. I I never want to touch. Like not never. I can't say never, but I just don't want to support their games right now because it's just so 
messed up. Yep. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, long term, statistically, long term, um, what is it called? Oh my God, brain fart. Boycotting doesn't work. Because yeah. no one, like, it's the most willing to keep it up. But if you see them trying to unionize and tactical ones, that's real important. Yes. And, you know, oh. be tactical. I want them to sort their, that industry out. Like, honestly, yeah. It, yeah. We, I, it, I, a game is so much better than a movie. Right? And that's what we all figured out as gamers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. My dad still wants to sit down and watch a movie for two hours, have it be a complete story and entertain him. Whereas I'm like, hey, look, uh, those Guardians of the Galaxy games and movies were pretty good. But damn, that game blew my mind because I got to do things as peter quill i got to experience things and 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 get to know characters in a different way than anything that that you can just flip on a screen and try to force down my eyeballs so it's where the shit's at but you gotta just like the movie industry is unionized (laughs) you have safety procedures and rules about you know people's health and conduct kill someone that's I, a whole just... other can of worms we're not <laughs> opening on today's episode. <laughs> Keeping it light. Yep, keeping it keep light it on a return. Keeping it light on a return. But yeah, no, like, uh, you know, to, to Tyler's point, yeah, like seeing what's happening in the industry, in the various industries, especially, like, you know, these geek industries, these geek focused industries like video games and movies and everything, you know, it's going to. It's we're in a very interesting time to kind of see where all of this goes and like especially video games is because there's a lot of consumer eyes on video games. And I think that with video games, you know, because it's like, I don't know, it's like it's 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 different than movies. So, yeah, because like, look at this whole pandemic. You take a movie and you make it a spectacle previous to the pandemic and then you cashed in on that and then you cashed in on putting it in front of home eyeballs. The video game industry has already evolved beyond that. They are into directly cashing in on your eyeballs at home. They don't need the premieres. They don't need the cash cow. They need the splash, the marketing, and the substance. And everybody's willing to fork over a 100 bucks of their money to do it. Mm-hmm. Sight unseen, chance being taken. Why do you think gamers get upset when a game shits the bed? Yep. Right? Because when we get told that we're going to get something and we don't get it, I that's another whole nother aspect to all this. <sighs> to that point, Phil. Ripping off the customer. To that point, gamers also need to keep some realist, realism yes. and realistic expectations with certain things. Yep. I, I mean, I would actually predict that in the next five to ten years in the gaming industry, we're at, I, I mean... I, I don't disagree, but it's always really hard to be like, hey, culture, change. Yeah. Um, I think in the next five to ten years, we're going to see largely driven by originally European countries. Um, you're going to see a uh, honesty and advertising requirement for video games. Yeah. And you're going to see waves of unionized. With more eyes, with more attention on video games as as people are noticing how big this industry is i think you're 100 percent bang on tyler 
Yep. And, I, and I also think the unions in part are going to be one of their big pushes is going to be uh, profit sharing off of projects you work on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like most creative industries. Like if your shit does well, you usually get a bonus. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I agree. Well, you know what? You happening. guys aren't getting you guys aren't getting bonuses. So with that said, Phil, Boo. tell us, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us. Do you remember how to do this? Well, I kind of remember. Just don't go watch Lower Deck season two, please. <laughs> but if you want to complain to us about our unloving attitudes on Lower Decks, you can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can track us down on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts. You're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please be sure to give us a subscribe subscribe and get notified on when we regularly program episodes for you. And uh, leave a rate and review if the platform allows it. And tell your friends because, hey, we're going to have some Halo stuff coming up. We're going to be talking about Tyler's Kickstarter. And we're going to finally get to the bottom of this opera business. Exactly. Thanks so much for that, Phil. Yeah. What's that? Yes. We gotta, we gotta. I need to be sent those entries so we can finish that content. Yes, I do. <laughs> I need to afford those. With that said, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture and nerd. And guys, the best part of it all is that it's all in canon. He's Phil. He's Tyler. I'm Boris. The show is the It's Canon Podcast. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Goodbye. We're back. Until next time, remember that the CEO of Sea Party Break got a $4.2 million bonus at for 2020. What? <laughs>